Welcome to the Form of Fitness Podcast, where you will learn the most that there is to learn about fitness. Through mechanism, about dieting, motion itself, and many more, you will follow me and my co-host Duncan as we talk about these things as they are related to our personal lives, as well as they are related to the health industry and how they affect us and people around us every day. We thank you for listening. going on guys welcome back to the form of fitness podcast i'm joined by duncan once more and today we're going to be talking about stretching um i was looking back through all of the subjects that we've covered in you know the past you know a little over a year now and we've never sat down and had an episode specifically focused on stretching as a whole um we have talked about stretching kind of like secondarily or added it into things like when we talked about, I know, cold and heat exposure, we talked about it a little bit when we talked about supplementary work to your workout. Um, we talked about it a little bit there when we were talking about like kind of like warm-ups and cool-downs. But we want to talk about stretching in general, uh, you know, in the workout, outside the workout, what role it can play during the workout, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, if you want to go ahead and start then. Yeah, so really – when we talk about stretching, it's very important to understand why we stretch because, you know, when we talk about working out, we understand why we work out. It's to get stronger, faster, whatever else you want, kind of in that range of increased uh, physical preparedness. And so a lot of people see stretching as this extraneous issue because they don't really understand what it is or why they need to do it. Um, but st stretching for the most part serves like three main functions and it's um, extending your range of motion, which is very important if you're someone with a low range of motion in the first place. Um, people with like bad ankle mobility or bad hip mobility or bad shoulder mobility will really struggle um, with like squats. If you do snatches, especially like in a squat snatch, anything overhead starts to be, um, become a struggle because you can't stabilize well because your mobility is shit. Um, and even like doing power cleans and jerks if you don't have good shoulder mobility and you can't get your elbows under the bar with a really heavy weight the bar is going to come forward because you're not in place um and so all those things kind of being able to stretch effectively in order to re-access most likely um ranges of motion that you haven't had in a while because you don't use them every day you don't cool down correctly or you're recovering from some like either major or minor uh, injury that you had also stretching helps to maintain your range of motion um, a lot of people don't think about it but like when you work out hard constantly it's not uncommon for you to kind of slowly lose your range of motion just because your muscles get tighter yep. they're sore they get bigger and it's almost a fight with you and your body over, hey, I need this range of motion and your body going, hey, if I get tighter, it's going to be a lot more easily for me to move explosively from this position. And so there's that fight there that you kind of have to maintain. Yeah, and that's a whole fitness kind of battle 
depending on like what form of fitness that you're choosing, whether it be, you know, like our, our ex general examples like CrossFit, powerlifting, you know, bodybuilding, it's like, does being hypermobile or very, very flexible, useful to your sport? Well, from the way that we kind of talk about it a lot of times is that it's better for you generally, better mm -hmm. for you in terms of health, but maybe for your sport it isn't. Yeah. Um, there's always the added benefit of stretching that involves getting back loose, you know, not necessarily extending your, um, you know, your mobility, just like, again, maintaining that level. Basically just allow your muscles to be able to stay at that same you know, flexibility range that you've already got, um, whether that be like the just normal resting amount of flexibility you have because you've never stretched before, or it's the amount that you've acquired by stretching extensively and your body is used to that. Um, that's very important because again, you're learning like, like I'll, I'll give an example, uh, with me, I, in the past have not been a very, very flexible person. Um, most people know that. And so let me think. it had been a year and a half ago. Now, um, I spent a, a month or a month and a half doing and focusing very hard on like calisthenics, which extended itself into mobility exercises. A lot of times me doing very, very deep, deep squats, me doing uh, things such as archer squats and basically just stretching out, you know, the insides of my legs a lot, um, getting very balanced on my feet, feeling very comfortable with my weight and the way that I can shift my weight on my legs. Mm -hmm. um, that extended into my upper body, but my arms have typically tended to be uh, at least pretty, pretty mobile given their size size or pretty flexible given the uh the size of my shoulder and back um so that that's always been the case but it was one one big thing is just my legs being flexible um i was you know overweight for most of my childhood so that's just something that kind of comes with that and that's something that most people that are in that situation know that it's like you know i can't do a split and i still can't um not not because i potentially couldn't but because i haven't trained for it yeah. i know that i probably could if i you know given some focus and attention but that mobility is not there off the bat and that's a big part about like what stretching does and the stretching i think that we're kind of touching on right now is static stretching mm -hmm. uh, you know extending that mobility and doing these deep long holds where you kind of try and push past a limit a little bit um, a lot of times you're trying to use it to get you know, lactic acid out after a workout. So, and that, that's where it tends to fit in. It's, I mean, we've probably heard it a million times because of doing cross country, don't do static stretches before the workout yeah. um, and do dynamic stretching instead, which you want to talk about the difference a little bit. Yeah. So static stretching kind of, if you come from like a physics realm, this is like a very self-explanatory thing, but basically static is still and dynamic is moving. Um, a lot of, Different people have a lot of very different opinions on when you should do dynamic stretches versus static stretches. It used to be believed that, you know, you had to do static stretches at the very beginning of anything you did. And then it kind of got flipped on its head because there was a study that was released where, like, if you do a static stretch in, like, um, I think they were doing, like, toe touches from the ground immediately into squats, it'll actually reduce your performance in the squat mm -hmm. because you're taking these overextended muscles and then immediately putting stress on them. Um, so 
we thought for a while that static stretches you couldn't do before working out, you had to do after. Uh, and now we've kind of come back to, well, there's a almost like a refractory period where you shouldn't necessarily expect really good results on the workout if you just did static stretches. But like you give your body like five, 10 minutes, you'll be fine. Um, and so really the reason why most people do static stretches after the workout and dynamic stretches before the workout is less because of, you know, the negatives involved with the two and more with the positives yeah. involved with the two. Um, because dynamic stretches include movement, they also kind of help to warm you up as well. And that's something that a lot of people don't think about with static stretches is you have to warm up to be able to do static stretches. It's something that is actually pretty dangerous if you try to do cold, you know, unless you're a hyper mobile person at the very beginning you know trying to go and do a split for the first time is really going to suck and you might actually tear something because at a certain point your ability to restrict movement is not very high especially in the lower levels of that split and if you're not warmed up properly you might like tear a muscle just because the only place for your body to go is down and you don't actually have the flexibility to um move in that direction and that works kind of exactly like when you think about a rubber band, mm -hmm. um, it's a great example. When you stretch a rubber band, you know, past its acceptable limit, there's obvious that it will break. Um, but there's also the potential that it's not going to grab back to the same, you know, the same strength on something that you may need it to hold. And that's an important like kind of concept when we're talking about this, because one thing that makes a rubber band a little bit more elastic is heat. Mm -hmm. You know, a cold rubber band will snap on you very, very easily, as well as like a rotted one. You know, you, you don't get the same stretch, and that's the same for your muscles. You need to be very uh, attentive. Well, not just your muscles, as well as like your ligaments and tendons and all this other stuff. You know, basically everything in your body. Um, and that's very important. And the last thing you want to do is uh, hurt yourself doing the thing that's supposed to be preventative in nature by pushing it a little bit too hard you know yeah. you don't want to and i think one of the most typical ones that can be thought of really easily is hamstrings um a lot of time people for those of you that don't know the hamstring is the large muscle on the back side of the upper half of your leg you know your mm -hmm. quadricep it's on the back side of that portion of your leg and it's very typical for people to lean down into a deep stretch and stretch that muscle very far. And then when working out a lot of times, tends to get loaded with weight. You know, we have things like Romanian deadlifts that are very focused around this. Uh, other things like good mornings mm -hmm. uh, that may not necessarily be focused directly on that, but that muscle gets put in extension and then compresses to um, actually do the exercise. That muscle is it's not easy to tear, but given the fact that if your legs were like super crazy cold, um, you will run the risk of, tr uh, what is it? Breaking that muscle mm -hmm. or ripping or tearing that muscle, um, when you are in motion. And that is not only hard to recover from, it's not something you want to do. You don't want to go hurting yourself on, on, on this big nature just due to like, a a miss like like an oversight in yeah. in your process you want to make sure that your muscles are adequately warm for these deep stretch things um as well as if you start feeling you know 
resistance that is bad. You know, everyone knows it when you stretch a little bit too hard and you're like, you got the reeling pain of like, damn, like that was way too hard for me. Um, and you know, you need to start lower. That's very, that's something you need to be very, very cognizant of while, while doing these stretches. Yeah. And that's kind of why dynamic stretches are at the very beginning of everything that we do. It's because, you know, you can kind of go through the motions, you know, if you're squatting, you know, king squats are, I like to do both for, um, back squats and for deadlifts and kind of for two different reasons for the back squat it kind of teaches you kind of what not to do almost because with a king squat you're going to lean forward you're going to grab onto your toes and then you're going to pull yourself into a squat and so it's going to keep you to keep your chest up and then if your chest does lean forward it teaches you kind of how to fix that motion and then you come back up in the same opposite direction or opposite movement um and then for deadlifts i like doing that as well just to kind of help you work on getting into position uh, for the very beginning of your deadlift because I take my deadlift a little more squatty than I think most people do, and that's because I also power clean. And with power cleans and snatches, you start a little bit more squatty. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we do static stretches at the very end because they also help with the cool-down process, yes. right? Like think about whenever you are warming up, it's doing something – very light, very fast, right? And then for the cool down, it's usually slowing down that heart rate, doing it more slowly. And static stretches are, you know, usually take 30 seconds to a minute in order for you to get any type of effective dose there. You know, hold this position for a minute, hold this position for 30 seconds. If you're holding that position for any less, you need to find a stretch that's easier for you to handle that you can handle for 30 seconds to a minute, or you just need to hold that position for longer. Cause if you're trying to do like, you know, a couch stretch for 20 seconds, you're not going to get any uh, benefit from doing that. You just don't have the time there for your body to actually have an adaptation. Um, so getting those stretches in at the very end is going to help you cool down and you know that you're plenty warm as well. So the risks of like tearing something because you weren't warmed up, basically not there because you were warmed up. You just finished your workout for the day. Yeah. And I think to get in everyone's mind, you know, with a way that everyone's very familiar, toe touches are a very good example of one of these stretching exercises that can be easily modified into either position you know toe touches a lot of times we're very familiar with the static stretching version where Mm -hmm. you know you try to reach down grab the ends of your toes and and try to pull as tightly without bending your knees too much um that's a static stretch that developed to help you stretch your hamstring again as well as the um you know, the other ligaments surrounding that area, the, the back of your legs is mostly what it's for, as well as in, in your hip mobility too, to try and see how far you can lean. Um, it works a little bit of your back. It, it works a lot. I mean, that, that's the point of stretching yeah. is that it kind of hits a lot of areas without putting a lot of strain directly on a singular muscle. You know, it's not a, it's not a machine that's, you know, developed specifically for, um, you know, one isolated area. And then there's obviously like the, you know, dynamic version where you just kind of try and reach down as far as possible uh, without being very, you know, still about it. I mean, I guess like being dynamic about the motion, like trying to reach further and then come back up. So that way you can kind of stretch farther than you would be able to in a dynamic or uh, in a static stretch. 
or we'll and turn, get those benefits. Or we'll turn it into something more like a toy soldier, well, you yeah. know, where you're picking your leg up and then you're reaching out for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to try and make it so that you can move not quickly, but, you know, faster than you would trying to just reach down in a manner that also is going to require you to not spend a lot of time in that position because you're moving and you got to keep your balance and all these other things. Yeah. And both of these things obviously have their place and like jumping jacks is ubiquitous for the dynamic stretch. I mean, I think everyone's done jumping jacks for like school PE and Mm -hmm. stuff like that as a very good warm up to, you know, just kind of get you engaged with what you're doing. And this extends into your gym environment where being able to do a handful of dynamic stretches or even I do dynamic stretches between exercises mm-hmm. a lot of times just to kind of keep me warm or keep me engaged sometimes to sometimes to loosen me up just a little bit without like static stretch level loose where I feel like I've just been through a massage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just get you to the point where you can't tense up your muscles as much um, and just kind of like, like, you know, shake out. And a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very useful. And you're talking about a lot of health benefits uh, as far as like, Lactic acid alleviation is one of the biggest things that yeah. I think about when it comes to stretching. Um, Cause again, I think about stretching a lot like most people do where I think stretching at the end of the workout and, you know, taking the time to loosen up the muscles again, um, try to get more blood flow into the areas affected. So that way it can pass on as much lactic acid as possible. So I'm less sore um, and my muscles are able to hopefully heal quicker and, me especially on leg day be able to walk (laughs) in the coming days um so yeah um and kind of going back to because we've kind of touched on this but it's also very important to talk about if you're overly flexible right your goal should not be to reduce your flexibility um i deal with kind of being overly flexible in a couple different ways Uh, one thing being my shoulders are incredibly flexible Mm -hmm. and so if anyone's done Olympic lifting, especially snatches, you understand that there's kind of a balancing act there with making sure that your grip is wide enough, that you're flexible enough, and you have the range of motion to get that turnover, but also that your grip isn't uh, too narrow because then it impacts a lot on your core. And so you kind of need to get wide, narrow, and find a nice balance. For me, I have to take a bit of a narrower grip than most do, And the reason for that is because otherwise my shoulders are so mobile that at the top I have problems to control um, just that bar from either going forward or backwards. Um, I also have a similar issue where I'm super mobile at the bottom of my squat. Mm -hmm. So my ass can pace can basically touch the backs of my shoes if I go uh, down and do a squat. And that's what feels normal to me. That's what feels like the bottom of the squat to me. Um, However, getting out of a squat from that position sucks because basically my muscles are um, as stretched as possible to get me to the bottom and and compressed on on the inverse side. Um, Generally, when you're in a stretched out position like that, according to my engineering logic, Tensions on the outside, compressions on the inside. Mm. Um, that's just kind of how trusses work. Yeah. But and I don't see why that would change for the human body. It but doesn't. yeah. Uh, so 
just going back to that, from that range of motion, that is so hard to get out of. And so like, even though I can get out of that with 250 pounds, learning how to stop right below 90 degrees and coming back out, I know that my one rep max would be much higher. It's just one of those issues of, and I'm working on it, learning how to stop where I'm supposed to stop, yeah. right? Um, and so there's a couple different things that you can do there too. Like I typically squat a little bit narrower than most people do to help me with my range of motion. Cause if I go narrower, my range of motion's not as high. Um, different things like that you can play around with, especially if you know that your hyper mobility is causing problems with certain lifts in the gym. Yeah. And I guess talking about squats specifically, I've got the same experience. Um, reminiscing on the, the same calisthenic stint that I talked about earlier. Um, I, again, did a lot of those squats that made me a lot more mobile in my knees and a lot more stable as well as mobile in my hips um, at these really, really deep squat positions that you just don't learn when it comes to just general lifting. Um, and so what that made me do is when I got back in the gym and I was focused more in the gym environment, my squats I was doing to full depth every time, um, which obviously means the weight's lower. It's not the, you know, you can't do as much weight from that position as you can from the 90-degree angle power lifter mm -hmm. um, standard squat, you know, angle when you get down there. Um, so for me, I've had to learn a lot of stabilization um, at that position as well as to not you know, go where my knees want to go, which is all the way to the bottom and then back up yeah. um, just to give me the most stretch on that one. Um, and what I've done is actually kind of the inverse a little bit is to go just a hair wider, but point my feet out a little bit farther um, just so I, my hips lock almost right there, not to the point where I'm going to hurt myself, obviously, but enough to kind of make me feel that resistance right there. Cause mm -hmm. I'm not that flexible in that position and then go back up. Um, so that's one thing where, you know, being hypermobile and all that stuff can disaffect your, your lifts and things like that. But again, stretching is very good for the dissolution of all that, uh, or just the removal of all that lactic acid in those muscles post-workout. Mm -hmm. Um, it's good for, again, the flexibility, um, and general utility of your body on top of that. One big thing, and this is where we've mentioned it in other episodes, is that stretching is very important for your own longevity um, and your ability to not become um, basically immobile in later age. One, that, I mean, most people that retain their mobility as they grow in age are physically fit in a nature where they are mobile, flexible, um, you know, they may be 70, but they can still touch their toes. They can lean over. They can bend. They can squat without, um, you know, sort of hesitation. And, and that extends their longevity, their liveliness, and things like that. And a lot of us don't want to go through the problems and issues that come with long amounts of time of not stretching our body out a little bit, um, not removing all this lactic acid, not getting giving these ligaments and tendons the necessary, like, basically stimuli for them to retain their elasticity um so that's i think that's you have anything else you want to talk about nope. stretching go stretch make sure you stretch please <laughs> yep. stretch stretch before stretch after stretch in between stretch when you're not working out stretch during the workout after the workout but um 
But yeah, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Hi guys, this is Nathan. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of Former Fitness Podcast. If you like this and are looking for more content like it, there are plenty more podcasts from our studio, Uptown Audio, at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte that you can go and listen to. Those will be linked in our link tree that will be attached in the description of this podcast wherever you're receiving it. Thank you guys so much for listening. It does truly mean a lot to us, and we hope you all have a great day.